All right, man. Uh, make it four in a row for the Colorado Avalanche. That is uh, four losses now for them in a row after a four-game winning streak. This one against the Vegas Golden Knights. They lose it three to two. They were in it. They were in this one. And I know there's no moral victories at all, especially for a team that's uh, defending a Stanley Cup championship. Uh, but the way that they played against Toronto, to how a very you know a very good team, uh, followed up by another very good team with Vegas. It's improvement but still not where the Avalanche want to be. A lot to get to between the Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. Another episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Uh, first things first, uh, we do want to throw out our wishes to uh, Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. And this is just one of those things that crosses sports lines no matter which sport you cover obviously we are a hockey show for you know a hockey team in in denver colorado uh but everybody that follows any sport is behind this young man and the the horrible thing that happened to him on the field yesterday obviously the game got canceled um i think it goes without saying that everybody in the sports community and beyond are pulling for him Right now, as we're recording this, this is a little bit after midnight that we're recording this. Uh, you're not really getting a lot of updates, but I was watching two things at once last night, man. I was watching the Avalanche game on the TV and I had on my phone ESPN uh, just because you, you don't see this stuff. I mean, people get injured. This is sports. Um, and I think a lot of time we just assume guys are just going to bounce back or, yeah, they might they might have to exit the game because of injury. We've seen guys get taken off on on stretchers and those are a little bit more difficult to watch but you know this to go to this level you don't see at all and uh for it to happen really kind of i think has shook the whole sports community yeah it's one of those things that no matter what team you pull for you remember we're all human at our heart and at, at the soul of everything and to see him carried out like that it really kind of takes you out of sport and just everybody's pulling for him we hope everything goes 100 percent with him because yeah. you, you nobody wants this to happen no matter what your sport is right now it puts things in perspective like th th these are sports these are supposed to be fun um and it's entertainment and you know when you get uh, a tragic event like that yeah you kind of just think about things so uh we're gonna record this show and and you know we'll go to bed and hopefully when we wake up hopefully we have good news when it comes out of Cincinnati. So, um, all right. As far as we go, we'll start our show off like we normally do. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. The questions, comments, concerns, and opinions go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and follow us over on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right. So the Avalanche dropped their fourth straight. This one is a three to two loss to Vegas. Uh, a great start to the game. Mm -hmm. One shot, one goal. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, welcome back. Yeah, uh, we need you. And you know that after that, it, it was more of what we've been seeing from the Avalanche, especially during this four-game losing streak that they've had. 
And beyond that, still struggling to score, still struggling to create good opportunities to score. Um, but I, I thought they played better in this one. I thought yeah. they played a, a good game. And and well, I want to get your take on on that first, and then we'll kind of break things down. But coming from where they did against Toronto to you know turn around and, and play a much better game, uh, but still you you still didn't get the the two points that you you desperately need right now. This was, I like to kind of wrap it up in a visual. This is a sandwich. The Avalanche put together a sandwich with like $60 bread, but the meat in between was like Vienna sausages and Spam. The first and the third period, they looked good. There were a lot of things you could build on and go from, whether it's Nathan McKinnon scoring in 25 seconds, and the Avs like, Really putting up a good fight with a team. By the way, Vegas is 14 points ahead of the Colorado Avalanche in the standings. Mm, don't say and, that too loud. And this team, with all of our injury woes and things kind of out of sorts, they held their own. They only lost by a goal. And we could, we'll get to the stats in a little bit, but we were getting whooped in the stats. But they held their own. They did not give up. The second period, things got out of hand. And if they would have had a consistent game, I think the score would have been different. It might have even been flipped. Yeah. But that second period's where things got out of hand. It did, and then you know they they didn't get the benefit of a call of a no call. Um, it was Hunt, right, who got the the stick yes. in the face, which led directly to a a Vegas goal. Things like that, you know, missed calls are going to happen, and mm-hmm. you know it's it's. You can't sit there and be like, oh, that's the sole reason why the Avalanche lost. But it didn't help them. No. So, But when when things are going bad, stuff like that happens. You don't get those calls. Uh, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's it's a little frustrating because, you know, even when I was bringing up the uh, – we're getting ready to record this, just bringing up the stats on uh, – I go to NHL.com, obviously. The very first headline on NHL.com, Golden Knights hand Avalanche another loss. It's not where you want to be. No. <laughs> you don't. You don't want to be that. You don't want that headline to be another loss. Like, oh, here, here's what the Avalanche are doing lately. Another loss, but that's where they are right now. And you, and you said uh, how you phrase it is like, well, they, you know, they, they held their own. They played well. Like, yeah, they did. But I don't want to be there. I don't want to be that way because this Avalanche team is better than that. And and yeah. we're, we're we're a few months removed from winning the Stanley Cup. And Jared Bednar said it in the, in the post game. He was like, "We can't rely on." First of all, he was happy with how they played. Yeah. Um, and if you know, we get to I get to what he said specifically. But on this one uh, particular phrase, he said like, I, "And I don't, I don't feel like he gets the sense that they're doing this." But he did say like, "We can't just assume because we've won in the past." automatically means that we're just going to start winning at like just yeah. because yeah we have to play the game we have to play the game yeah. the right way we have to play within our system we have to score goals. you have to continue to do all those things wins aren't just going to happen just because you are the stanley cup defending champion and you brought up earlier um the brad hunt stick to the face did you look at the power play numbers i know they were 0 for 5 brad hunt would have been 0 for 6 why if, is that? No, if you would have got that additional penalty. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's there, there's still I mean, an over there's still an over there. Like mm-hmm. you you can't say the Brad Hunt would have mattered that much. I know a lot of people are like if the refs would have called this or that. 
You no, had five it's... opportunities. Yeah. Right. This is the Colorado Avalanche with Nathan McKinnon. He's back. You're running out. By the way, we've Darren Helms back. We're running out of excuses for I can't wait till insert player name here is back because those players are coming back and you're still 0 for 5 on the power play. Mm. Um, well, you you did get Darren Helm back, but then you lost Evan Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, when does this cycle end? Like, I said it maybe like a month ago. Like, it's getting funny now. Not literally funny, figuratively funny. Like, it, it it's just getting ridiculous. Who's going to go out when Evan Rodriguez comes back? That's the question. Because <laughs> it's going to happen. It, like Just the way that it, that it, the season's been going. I jokingly put up, because the reports were coming out about uh, Ryan O'Reilly yeah. is out for six weeks with a, uh, an ankle, maybe? Ankle or a... I think it's a, his foot. Is it a foot? Yeah, a broken foot. Yeah. So I jokingly said, let's trade for him. Let's get him because then he fits right into the narrative of what's going on with the season so far. So it's just, and I'm not using an excuse. It's just, it, it is a little ridiculous. Just you, you, you feel like these guys are getting to help. Darren Helm, first game played all year. It's like, okay, we finally got him back. Oh, but uh, Evan Rodriguez is, is not going to play this one. Jared Bednar did say post game that he's day to day. Didn't seem like it was too serious um he said something just flared up during the morning skate and he couldn't go so okay fine doesn't seem like too disastrous like a a nachuskin thing like where we don't know so maybe he just misses this game hopefully you hate to see it because you'd like to put something together for the stretch that we have coming up like erod what like he was putting together really good numbers and you hate to see him also start missing out but maybe somebody else will step up yeah uh all right so let's get to bet online and then uh there's a lot more we got to get to with this game we'll talk about um alexander georgiev um and, and just how about how the avalanche how i thought that they were in this game and you know a couple post rings and they're they're still in you know they're, they're they've tied this game up if uh, the post doesn't ring ring the bell so uh, we'll talk about that and, of course, our sound check that we have to get to uh, later on. All right. Bet online. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends on every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college to the college bowl season to basketball. And, of course, the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. I got to give my co-host here, Kyle Sullivan, some props. We were we were guessing what the line would be on the uh, final, but uh, I don't. Wh- which which bowl game is it? Which one uh, are they do? The college football. Yeah, I don't know what bowl, bowl or whatever yeah. one they use. So between Georgia and uh, TCU, and we were going in blind trying to guess it. I guess twelve and a half. You guess thirteen and a half. You nailed it, my man. Right on the dot. He's a it's walking Alabama Vegas. Blood. He's a walking blood. Yes. I know college football. <laughs> uh that's man who would you bet in that game take your hatred of georgia away from it uh i mean do you really think like they could they're gonna win i mean they're a really good team obviously but i i have a feeling about this tcu team i know yeah i know Uh, it could happen but don't go on what i say because i am horrible and i'm biased as an auburn guy i'm very biased against georgia you are you are 
Uh, if you love sports podcasts, who doesn't? You can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net, and it's where the game starts. All right. So, yeah, I thought the, the abs, as far as like the way that they played, they had opportunities. They, yes. you know, they, they didn't get, you know, they only had the two goals, but uh, 29 shots on goal that beat out Vegas by one. Um, you know, the, the problems are still the problems in terms mm-hmm. of the power play and goal scoring. But you you could see the fight in them. Yeah. I, where, where the fight kind of just like went away against Toronto they were just like Toronto's better than us. <laughs> I'm not saying they gave up, but they 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 gave it the the try, the college try, and 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 see what they could do. But once Toronto rattled off those couple goals in a couple seconds, it was like, yeah, they're they're just a step faster and better than us right now. Vegas, it's it's a little bit different animal. They they felt like they could play with this team. They feel like they can play with any team, um, and. I thought you saw it. I thought the 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 effort was there. Again, you saw the 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 normal the, the usual suspects who are always like in on the plate. McKinnon, I thought had a really good game. Um I, I thought that top line had a really good game. I thought you know the top defensive pairing had a really good game. So yeah, you just have those like little they're just they say all the time in the broadcast that the odds are just off a little bit. And I'm tired of hearing that the odds are just off a little bit. We're in January. And I'm tired of hearing like Oh, the goals will come. We're in January. Yeah. And I know this team has had guys roster changes up and down the lineup, but it's like, how do I phrase this where I'm not going to get myself in trouble? It's like, I'm just tired of it by January now third, um, that this team should be a little bit more cohesive than they are. And do I think that it will turn around? I do. I, I do because I think it's just too talented and too good uh, but I I didn't want it to start happening in you know when the calendar changed to a new year. I will say I would I would be very scared to be a Va- uh, Vancouver Canuck fan right now because where this Avalanche team is going, something I think we took for granted when it comes to the Nathan McKinnon return. Yes, it's one thing for what he does on the ice when it comes to scoring and like commanding that presence, but I think. Something else that you could see with the team is what he's doing on the bench and like raising the lay like the level of everybody else's play because of his demanding, like borderline crazy if you're not an avalanche fan, mm-hmm. um, attitude and what he expects out of everybody. You could see everybody starting to rise to that level again slowly. I feel like this Vancouver game with a little bit more time with Nathan McKinnon, seeing where everything is, you saw it in the first with Nathan coming out strong. The second, they kind of went back to what it was. But then, something we haven't seen in a little while. Some serious fight in that third period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is where things are starting to turn just a little bit. Yes, it's a loss. It's understandable. We're out of the playoffs. If the season ended today, we're out of the playoffs. Right. But things are starting to turn. And I feel like the Vancouver game is where things like Nathan McKinnon will elevate everybody. And I think we're going to see a jump in the scoring against Vancouver. All right. Yeah. I I could see where it could head in that direction. I completely understand. And kind of, I do agree with what you're saying. Um, 
let's see, you had, well, I did want to mention one thing about um, Nathan McKinnon too. You, they, they haven't, he said in the post game that he hasn't practiced with this team since he's been back. So they have, I think two days off. And that's one of the things he said was like, yeah, we're definitely gonna be working on the power play. Um, I haven't had a chance to do that since I've come back to really have a, a practice after he's playing it. Maybe I guess they didn't practice in between days, but um, they're going to work on it. And so maybe this is kind of like what you're saying, like we'll see what happens. they have two days off to really like sit and stew with, with these last handful of games. And I, this is where I have faith in the avalanche as a team and as a coaching staff that they will correct these things. Yeah. And, and that's kind of like kind of what you were saying about going into Vancouver two days off. You have a lot of film to watch. Uh, you have, you know, obviously uh, McKinnon is back. Helm is back. Maybe Erod's back by the time they play Vancouver. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. They should be heading in a different direction when they play that game. I love that you brought up the practice um, point. Like Talking Helm's return. I was on my way to the radio station and I, I saw that about Darren Helm returning. Here he is, boom, on ice, like right there. Out of nowhere, he just appears. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, does anybody communicate in these practices that, hey, he's right here, like he could be coming back? Like he just Thanos snapped onto the practice ice and he's like, <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah, just, right. I think we're going to, is that what's going to happen with Bo Byram? He's just going <laughs> to, he's just there. He's just there, uh, ready to go, game time. Interesting thing, Bo Byram, like he was the one guy that Jared Bednar did not give an update to. We're an update four. So, yeah, Kyle, if you're not watching a new tube, Kyle just raising his hands up there. We don't know. Um, is he, Bo Byron part of the Mandela effect? I, I don't know. Like, it's <laughs> just so. Did he actually so play for the team? Yeah. Is he a real person? I think it was just a hologram floating around out there. <laughs> um, and then an update for Landeskog is he's nowhere near close. So. That's very that that that's a little soul crushing for for us. So especially because it's your captain. Um, you did have a nice fight between England and Colasar, and a lot of people were posting like, "Oh, Colasar got what he deserved for the bite." Like, no, he has not. <laughs> he will never get what he deserves for the the Bo Byram hit, uh, yeah. un- unless he gets you know. Uh, who, who did who did uh, oh Jamie Ben? That's like a Jamie Ben. He gets yeah. like. You know, sat on his butt. Uh, it's, it's not going to be any revenge tour against Colasar. But that, that was nice to see England kind of – and then neither one went down. It was just the, yeah. the refs had to break it up. Um, so that was a nice short little tilt between the two of them. But, um, you know, the chances I, I mentioned in the beginning of the segment for the Avs, you had the two hit posts. You had one by Miko. You had one by Comfer. Um, and then you had a tip from Lekkonen, which just w- sailed wide. Mm-hmm. I think it was a pass from Miko, and I think it was on the power play. And Lekkonen was right in front of that. He had really good positioning. And I think the puck was just – or the pass was just thrown at a really high rate of speed. It had some serious velocity on it where he couldn't get his full – the the stick, the, the blade of the stick on it. And that thing just sailed an inch wide. So you have the like kind of what you were just saying. Like you have those, like you're you're so close. Two missed posts or two hit posts and and a tip that goes just wide. Last year, that's the stuff that was going for the avalanche. Yeah. Now it's not. 
So you have to you have to to accept that and be like, oh, we got to just press and push a little bit harder to get these pucks in the back of the net. And then even towards the end, when they had the goalie pulled, um, you had that big pile up in the in you know the right in the in the, in the goalie area for Vegas. Like you you had, had to find a way to get that puck. Even the second goal, the little goal that they had had to be reviewed. So the yeah. goals are not coming either. That first goal by McKinnon, that's vintage McKinnon. And then everything after that just continues to be a struggle. And the Avs have to accept that, figure out, tinker with things, and then just keep fighting. That's all they can do is just keep fighting, keep having at it. And I, I, like I said before, I just think this team is too talented for this to continue for the rest of the season. And you, you could see how this team is toying with things. I, I think it was midway through the third period after a power play expired because we just can't do anything on the power play, and we go back to full strength. The Avs were still operating like they were on the power play on full strength. They were passing yeah. around. Great. And they were, and they weren't taking just garbage shots. They were really looking for something that would work and not giving it away. That was some really smart hockey that was developing late. And I and in the second period, Eric Johnson was taking some very good and promising shots. I know he led in shots the game before. Yeah, he's taking more shots because. He he's seeing something. There's something going on that EJ yeah. he feels like he's got it. So there's there's some very promising things going on. It's just taking all of these promising things and putting them together in a promising pile. Yeah. Uh yeah, three more shots on goal for Eric Johnson, which didn't lead the team, but it led well, no. Uh you know, it did it led defensemen. Um yeah, Nathan McKinnon with eight shots on that, which you know typically leads the yeah team for them um all right let's get to uh some just you know the basic stats here and then uh reverse retros it's the last we're gonna see of them what's up with that um so shots on goal like we said avalanche led it 29 28 lost the faceoff percentages 55 to 45 uh your power plays zero for five for the Avs, zero for one for vegas uh hits the avalanche led 29 24 Block shots. Vegas led that in eleven to seven. Uh, giveaways thirteen for the Avalanche, only three for Vegas. So, um, yeah, stat wise, this was it's odd because it was kind of even. When you go to Money Puck, they have that uh, deserve to win O meter, which I just mm-hmm. love to see. It's it's a neat little tool. Yeah. Um, and you, I've mentioned it before. If you want to read exactly how it works, you can. He, they put it up there how to how they they come up with this. They simulate the game based on the stats and like advanced stats a thousand times, like like snap of your fingers. And they do it with um, average goaltending. So they don't like if you're playing Tampa, they're not going to simulate those games assuming uh, uh, what Vasilevsky's playing like every all those games. Just average goaltending. Um, so for this one, for that money puck, even though like most of the stats were kind of equal, they had the deserve to win meter favoring Vegas 75% to 25%. Mm. Which I didn't think it was that out of whack. I don't either. I think it was that out of balance. Uh, and a lot of these things aren't, you know, 100% accurate, but um but this is not a 100% Avalanche team. It's so true. It's true. So, what'd you think of uh, Georgiev? Um, 
I don't know. Like I, th- I thought he was, I thought he was okay. Um, here's the thing with, with your game. We always heard at the beginning of the year, especially coming over from, from the Rangers where he didn't play a lot mm-hmm. it's been well documented that he didn't play a lot. Thanks to Igor Shesterkin. And everybody's like, this is a great situation for him because he'll get to play a lot. And that's what he needs when he was with the Rangers and he had those moments, maybe if Shesterkin was injured or something or, uh, you know, Georgiev got more consecutive games. That's when he looked his best. Well, last night was his ninth game in a row that he's played. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he looked okay, I think, against Vegas. But I, are we seeing that nine games in a row and people are saying like he's got to, you know, play consistently and you'll see a great your give? No, I'm not seeing like what we saw earlier earlier in the year, but I'm not seeing like horrific your give either. I don't know. Like it's just it's it's just it it fits in with what everything's been going on with the Avalanche. It's just everything is just not a step up. Yeah, I I feel like he's in a position where he's on an island, and for being on an island, he's doing okay. You're yeah, you're right. He's he doesn't have typical Colorado Avalanche defense in front of him, typical Colorado Colorado Avalanche forwards that are helping out on defense. If we had the team rolling and working together like normal, I think he would be just fine. And it's one of those things that if the Avalanche are scoring five, six goals a night, letting up three is not going to hurt you. And you're going to say, well, this was a fine game from Georgiev. He just he only let in three. This is a great 6-3 win over Vegas. Mm-hmm. He's missing everything we brought him in for. So for him sitting on an island between the pipes with everything kind of still in flux in front of him, he's doing fine. Yeah. And that, that second period, Vegas was in control that, that second period. What were the 15 to nine were the shots on goal? Um, they did get two goals in that period, but uh, you know, he had to be on his game during that second period. And I thought he was. I thought he was like, it could have been a little bit more out of hand. Um, but you, you still want to just, man, if you could just get one other saves, like we're losing these games, save for the Toronto game, you know, but by one goal, yeah, you know what I mean? Like how many games have we lost by one goal? So you want to see that, just make that one extra stop to keep us in the game. Um, and I'm not blaming him or anything like that. You know, this is a whole total, uh, team effort and, team issues and stuff like that, you know, the power play. If you can score on the power play, this is, this game is at least going to overtime. If you score one out of those five, at least we're going into overtime. And uh, I don't know. So it's everything's there for them to succeed. They just got to put it together. That's, I think that's the the, the main thing to take out of all this is like, they are, they're, they're, they're so close to being over all of this. Almost. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean. There's so God close for Vancouver. I agree with you, but I, I need to see one of those games before I say like that's the one that could be the turning point. Well, I'm not going to got... go into the game and say like this. This will be the turning point. I'm going to wait for to the game happens and say okay, look back and have 2020 hindsight. Say that was the turning point. I can't do it beforehand though. Yeah, you you have the Vegas like they're such a good team discussion. If you're putting this kind of effort against Vancouver, you are the victor six to two, six yeah. to one. So you got to keep building on this. You just 
you you have to keep it going mm -hmm. and that's in vancouver right i believe it is pretty sure it is um yes. so yeah road game you gotta have a great road period first period you have to have to you have to you i mean you you gotta come out fighting like your season is on the line uh january what's that fifth that they're playing yeah or sixth fifth fifth yep. um you do you you, you got to fight for it now so i do i look forward to that game because i think the the couple days off um i think they're going to be well prepared for that mm -hmm. game so all right last bit of uh thing that we have to get to with our sound check and uh any game that happens kyle and i select songs that we feel best summarize uh, the game that just happened. This is Vegas and the Avalanche. You can follow this playlist over on Spotify. Just search LOA Soundcheck version two. Version one is obviously available, which you can follow that. Feel free. Um, but these go up. Um, I'll, I'll put them up right at the end of this recording. So uh, as you're listening to this, they should be up on the uh, Spotify Soundcheck playlist. What do you got today? We're going heavy metal. Yeah, back to the old tried and true. Back to my heart and soul. We're going with a band I haven't chose before, chosen before, Arch huh. Enemy. Okay. We will rise. When this oh. when this lyric hits right here, I'm I'm reading. I, I'm liking to reading some lyrics for you guys. Mm -hmm. Just take this in. Ignorance is not bliss. So fed up with second best, our time. Is here and now. Okay. But just played in the locker room. We got this, especially after that third period. Like I felt it. I felt like old avalanche hockey in that third period, even pulling the goalie. I felt it. We were right there. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. You just like you you just feel like the, the scales have to to tip in the other direction at yeah. some point for this team. So yeah. For for me, um, it's a little bit of uh, twofold, which I'm doing here. The the uh, band I'm going with is Modest Mouse. I love Modest Mouse. Make they make they craft great albums. Yeah. Um, and their drummer passed away. He was one of the founding members. Jeremiah Green was one of the founding members. Only 45 years old. Um, I think he came down with a form of cancer. It was aggressive, and mm. from what I'm reading, it, it happened pretty quickly. So um this is kind of uh in memoriam of of him and uh great band modest mouse and it goes in line with yeah how the avalanche have been playing lately which is you know playing okay but not getting wins and thirdly it couples with me not being happy uh that the winter classic next year is going to include <laughs> the vegas golden knights and the seattle kraken uh, so the song I went with, all of that encompassing, Modest Mouse, Ocean Breathe Salty is uh, mm. is my song. I don't know, man. Like I, I put it up on, on Twitter. There's some people who agree to me, some people who don't. Um, don't I, ask I, my opinion. I just don't feel uh, there's other teams that have not tasted the Winter There's other teams that have out outdoor games. I get that. But the Winter Classic is different. Winter Classic is different than the Heritage Classic or just the, all the other outdoor games that you have. I just don't feel like the two newest teams uh, that have only been in existence for a handful of years 
are deserving to have the i get it with like oh they're selling a ton of uh, merchandise and you know they're very profitable i get all that but for a league that's built on its history those two teams have none <laughs> and i'm sorry there there was a there was a video at the beginning of of yesterday's winter classic about fenway park and the historical nature of fenway park what are you going to do next year you can't is, do anything next year. This is where I get my pencil out and Lee Corso it and say, not so fast, my friend. I'd love to hear your side of it. Seattle has a rich hockey history with a Stanley Cup title to its... Hold nah, on. Spin, my man. Spin. I. It could be Seattle Kraken versus... It could be Columbus for all I care. I, like Vegas, yes, it sours it a little bit, but... For Seattle to get a winter classic, I think is a cool idea because that fan base loves that team. If you've seen like they're what they're paying back for the game of hockey through the Kraken and that arena, growing the game of hockey around yeah. Seattle, sure. It's an another way for you to double down on the best logo, best jersey, best team, like you you did not mess up with this, and they're building a really good team for the future. Mm-hmm. Give them a winter classic and really grow and kind of tip the cap to the Seattle of old and the hockey history we've forgotten. I think it's a pretty good idea. No, you're wrong. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. And and when when they have that future, then we will award you a winter classic. But teams like Tampa, who who have done more uh good for you know the, the that franchise still has not had a winter classic they played outdoors I've, i get that but still have not had a winter classic so i i tampa will never have a winter classic it's tough to do with that. i get yeah. that. <laughs> I, I understand that i understand that you're playing See, you could do world. seattle versus tampa in seattle for the winter yeah, classic. Oh, sure it, I say it has to be that. in tampa it doesn't yeah. have to be in tampa but to include yeah. them some way but i'll text gary bettman we talk every night before i go to bed do you all right. Tell him I'm not happy with him. <laughs> he knows. Uh, yeah. All right. That is going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with any uh, anything new going on in Avalanche land. Um, until then, we just got to live with another loss for now. But I, I think, you know, if you take away from anything from this episode, I think Kyle and I both are on, on the same path of we just feel like this. there's a tipping point coming for the abs in their favor. Yeah. So the hand see. has gone from the panic button to just kind of hold on a second. Hold it up. Hold yeah. up. Hold up. All right. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.